Today's episode is episode 217 and today's episode is called When Words Aren't Enough. So today's episode, I just want to give an update on things. It's been about four or five months now since I've done an episode. The main reason that I haven't done episodes recently is I just haven't had the energy or the motivation or the drive to do it. And I guess the main thing for me with this podcast I want to share things that are helpful, that are in some way insightful around learning how to learn or psychology or just in general, just want to share feelings that are difficult to process and make sense of, to create a space like that so that you as the listener don't feel so alone in your feelings and also hoping that the things that are shared in this podcast around just learning in general can be helpful to help you approach things in a way that you mightn't have considered before. So that's a large part of the purpose of this podcast, and I didn't want to deviate from that so much, so I didn't want to be doing episodes for the sake of it. Because I guess another thing I'm encountering now is that I don't feel like I have an awful lot of new things to say. I feel like I'll be rehashing similar thoughts and sentiments just for the sake of doing it, just going through the motions. I feel sometimes, perhaps, creatively, people just need a break. And uh, that can help with creating new content in the future. I suppose another thing, over the past few months, I've gotten more into drawing. I took up a drawing class there at the end of last year. Reconnected with that. I found it very helpful in the sense that it's given me a medium now to process certain feelings and emotions I have in a purer way than I think writing and podcasting gives me. Because with podcasting and writing, there's a certain element of me needing to think about what I'm saying. Whereas with drawing, you can tap into more raw emotion and not worry so much about how it could be perceived or received. That's the one thing with podcasting especially is that you might be going through, something, going, going through something that's quite raw and you could express it in such a way where you don't have a clear picture on things and you'll later regret what you said, maybe, potentially, a few months or a few years down the line when you have a different picture on what you were going through. So that is something that I appreciate now with drawing is that it gives me that outlet where I don't have to worry so much about uh, the words. There's no words involved. It connects to today's episode when words aren't enough helps you to tap into the pure emotion and express it in a way that maybe there's less possibility that you'll regret expressing that or feeling that feeling in the future. So that's a quick update on this. I think this year episodes will be very sporadic. I didn't even think I'd do an episode this year, to be honest. I just felt like I wanted to talk about this today. And to just give an update, I didn't want to just go completely quiet. And if you're a long-term listener, to be wondering, where did I go? I'm still around. I'm still as dedicated to whatever it is I'm creating here. I suppose that's the other thing here is that I don't just see this as a podcast. I see it as creating a space to express. So at the moment, it's my focus has shifted more towards drawing. Uh, so... I guess it's just a reflection on life. You go through different seasons, you go through different mediums. It's, it's the same approach doesn't always work. So 
I think sometimes a break from one medium and expressing yourself in a different direction can bring about new thoughts, new insights again. Because that is the fear. I just don't want to create something where I'm repeating the same things, same thoughts and sentiments, and it's just uh, going through the motions. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly like living life that way, going through the motions. So when words aren't enough, there, there was two things that stood out to me recently. I started reading a little bit of Nietzsche. As well as the other thing that I that, that's happened recently is I, I, I've, I've taken a break from reading so much. I'm not reading as much psychology or philosophy books at the moment. I just needed a break from it. Because what I find is I put a lot of energy into into that world, but sometimes it feels like I'm not progressing with it and my quality of life isn't improving. So that's why programming is so valuable to me, or just any skill set that's practical. It gives you a break from the more intangible philosophical realm where you can feel like you're spinning your wheels sometimes. And it gives you an outlet to see tangible progress in your life. So recently I've been reading more theory to do with computer programming, computer science. Hopefully maybe in the next few years I'll be able to tied that a bit more with psychology philosophy give some insights into into that side of things potentially i've done that slightly but i'm hoping as my skill level increases in programming i'll be able to see that a bit clearer and be able to simplify it better in the future so possibly that could come about in the future but yeah if you're listening in i think it's it just reinforces to me anyway the benefit of having a practical skill where when you feel like you're just kind of stuck gives you an opportunity to progress in a practical level. But anyway, back to the Nietzsche quote from Beyond Good and Evil. I started reading that a little bit recently. I don't know how far I'll get with that book. I'm just kind of browsing through it at the moment, really. But there was one quote that stood out to me towards the start of the book, and this is it here. So he said, This is an old and everlasting story. What happened in old times with the Stoics still happens today. As soon as ever a philosophy becomes to believe in itself, it always creates the world in its own image. It cannot do otherwise. Philosophy is this tyrannical impulse itself. The most spiritual will to power, the will to creation of the world, the will to the causa prima. So that was Nietzsche there. So that's related to what I'm talking about today, when words aren't enough. You can spend so much time trying to understand and make sense of things and elaborate on a philosophy of life that it actually ends up boxing you in. It's just the thoughts in your head just end up boxing you in. Like that's the way you see life. You see it through your eyes, through your words. And it can end up boxing you in. So sometimes a period where you just let go of the thoughts you have, the philosophical thoughts you have about the world, who you are. Sometimes that is what's needed. I feel like that's what has been needed for me now at this current moment in time. I recently met someone who she said something along the lines of sometimes you know when you don't know and that pretty much that was actually after having a conversation with her that she said that and it summed up pretty much where I felt I was at and where I currently am at where sometimes you just know when you don't know and it's kind of leave it be don't so much try to figure things out. 
So that's when I see the opportunity to connect more my feeling and intuition and process whatever has been going on for me that I've been ignoring, that I've been denying. So that's the way I, the way I would see that. And then this ties to the School of Life. This is a channel on YouTube. I'd recommend giving it a watch if you haven't watched it already. I'll put a link in the show notes under this video. So it, they're talking similarly about this stage of when words aren't enough, pretty much, when your thought process isn't enough. So this is a long one. I'm just going to read this out. I just, it was a post they had, a textual post on YouTube that I read, and I just, I just, just thought that this is kind of where I'm at at the moment too, and it really sums up well as well the quest for knowledge. So it says, It's typically assumed that the goal of any educated and ambitious person will be to try to understand ever more about everything. The wiser we are, the more we will strive to know. But there's a contrary tradition in many philosophies and religions that points us to a very different and far more calming moral, that at a certain point the wise will stop trying to understand who they are, why they are here, and what everything means, and surrender instead to the ineffable, that which cannot be grasped by anything as limited and flawed as the human mind. In their mystical branches, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, all stress that the greatest questions cannot be properly answered by human beings, and that silence and submission are the only fair ultimate responses to the mysterium tremendum, the awesome mystery at the heart of everything. We cannot possibly ever know our true purpose, the nature of existence, the role and relevance of the cosmos, or the mind of God, and should not exhaust ourselves or offend truth by seeking to do so. In Mayanan Buddhism, Ultimate reality, Yogacara, is simply beyond articulation by an instrument as paltry as language. In Islam, the wise will capitulate to Al-Gabib, what is divinely hidden and incomprehensible, and the most pious Jews will not dare to utter the word God from a sense that no human tongue should try to name Ein Saf, the power that is conscious, conclusively beyond fathoming. So it just goes on a bit more there, but ultimately the sentiment that I took from that is that some things in life, possibly the most profound things, are incomprehensible by the human mind. So does that mean that we stop striving? In my opinion, it doesn't mean. What else would you do with your time if, you, if you're not going to, I suppose, as someone who's looking to understand life and understand themselves, I feel like there's a certain amount of striving that even gets you to the point where you realize at some level that there's certain things that you can't comprehend. But in doing it, though, you do gain, I think, wisdom. You gain a sense of humility and a sense that... I guess the biggest sense, and it's kind of at the crossroads I'm at now as well, is that it's not words. It's not your words that change life or that have an impact on life. It's not words alone that does that. It's actions and behaviors that do that. And that's that's where I find difficulty with people who are just words. Because you see it play out over time that their actions, behaviors are not changing, 
or their actions and behaviors are not in alignment with your values. So that's what makes personal growth and change difficult. If you're genuinely engaging with it, your thoughts will change, your perception of things will change, your actions and behaviors will change, which means that your relationships will change. So there'll be especially relationships from your past. So if you're genuinely growing as a person, you'll find it difficult to maintain past relationships that haven't grown with you because you'd have to contort yourself to go back to that past relationship. And it just will it'll feel draining because it won't feel natural anymore. So that, that is challenging. And there are the types of challenging feelings that will come up for you as you grow. There will be relationships that... There will be there will be there there will be change in the relationships, and that just ties to it's the actions behaviors that are the where I feel it's at the heart of life, and this I suppose connects to to the there's this is probably it actually here it's it's that you you're getting to a stage where you realize that your intellectual mind your brain will not help you understand the biggest questions about life, but your heart will be able to it'll be able to take in more things because your head is getting out of the way more so you're 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 opening up your felt experience of life on more of a heart level which gives you access to information that you don't have when you're controlled by your brain and that's that information that is that's more felt I feel like, first of all, you need to be grounded because you even see it in today's day and age when people talk about their feelings and you hear this kind of trope of like, your facts don't care about your feelings. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking to connecting to a, to a feeling. I'm talking about something that's that's beyond words. It's not, it's not emotions. It's something that's it's just a power and a strength in it that helps you deal with life. And it's not something you impose on other people. It's just an inner strength that you're cultivating. That's the feeling you're tying into there. So you can be somebody who... If, if anything, actually, I found the more I've been able to connect more with that, the more logical and rational I've become. Because you develop a certain amount of patience as you... I feel that's it. You kind of develop patience. So as you're tapping into more of this kind of inner feeling, like being more grounded, along with that comes the understanding that the things you are trying to grasp outside yourself aren't, are illusionary. You grasp at a, at a deeper levels brings a certain amount of stillness and depth to you as you lose as you lose touch with that energy that's trying to like manipulate the outside world so that you feel better that for me goes hand in hand with a you develop patience then your mind slows down a bit more so you can actually tackle complicated things you can actually start to tackle complicated things because your mind there's a presence that's been cultivated there and uh so i think that's that's it here when it's uh the most profound things your brain won't understand, but at the at the same time, I think when you when you start realizing that, when the humility is brought about, that you realize that there's a certain amount of striving that slows down your mind as well. You realize it's futile. It's futile because the most profound questions your brain can't answer them. There's a certain amount of slowing down that comes with that. So that's where I feel like I'm at in general with the podcast and what I'm doing is that. Uh, 
uh, I'm in a state of not knowing right now, and I, I feel I don't have an awful lot to say. And as a result, the medium that I am working more through at the moment is through drawing with with Davy. That that's uh, that's where I'm at. You can follow it on Instagram, the Chaos Artist. You want to check that out on YouTube as well. We're sharing one video a month at the moment where it's just an art video. Uh, this month will be the podcast with an art video, so it'll be an intermingling of a lot of different things. So, yeah, if you enjoy this podcast, give a rating and a review, or just reach out to me. You can contact me on my YouTube channel. My email address is there. I'd be glad to hear from anybody who, who likes these podcasts or is interested in what I'm saying or wants to have a conversation with me. So that's it. Don't know when I'll be speaking to you again, but it could be soon. So thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.